Anyone's Game podcast. Following women's football. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Anyone's Game podcast. My name is Robbie Hanrathy and I'm delighted to be joined by Hibbs' Shannon Leishman and Hearts' Claire Dalworth, as well as Anyone's Game pundit Gordon McComb. How's it going, folks? Yeah, good, you? Yeah, very well, thanks. Uh, enjoying my Monday so far, Monday holiday. So, But before we get fired into talking about the big game coming up on Wednesday night at Easter Road, we'll begin with the getting to know you questions. So we'll start with you, Shannon. Where are you from originally? Um, originally, I'm from Musselburgh. Not very many people know it. It's very small. <laughs> Just outside Edinburgh, is it? Yeah, yeah. So it's very small. And what was it like growing up in a small place like Musselburgh? Um, I mean, it's good because you know everyone. Like, it, it, we are all, obviously, like, when you're at school and stuff, like, everyone knows everyone from, like, years and years above. So, like, yeah, it is good. Was it staying in Musselburgh that made you such a big Hibs fan? Because we all know you yeah, play for Hibs and you're a huge Heidi. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm a massive Hibs fan and, of course, playing for Hibs. But... It was my dad who, he was a Hibs fan, so um, there is a bit of controversy in my family because my mum said Jambos, <laughs> but um, obviously my dad said a Hibs fan, so yeah, my dad brought me up to be a Hibs fan, yeah. Uh, Shannon, do you have any siblings as well? Yeah, I have an older brother. Which way did he fall? Was it, is it a completely split family or are you, uh, did no, you both side with your dad? My brother is also a massive Hibs fan as well, he's a season ticket holder. <laughs> <laughs> Your mum's getting no luck, no luck with the with the kids, yeah. Um, I've got no followers on her side. <laughs> What's the Claire's despair, I'm sure. <laughs> and um, better ask this, how did you get into playing football in the first place then, Shannon? Um, it was actually probably my brother. My brother played. Um, he's obviously older than me, so I used to go out and kick a ball with him when I was younger. We'd play on the concrete out the front of our house. And um, it was actually my mum that took me along. She was the first person to take me along to like, training, and it was with a boys team. Obviously, just my local muscle Windsor. So I went along and trained there. So, yeah, that's how I got into playing, really. And did you just enjoy it so much? The rest is history then. How long has that been <laughs> playing now? Um, I think I first started playing when I was, like, six or seven. So, yeah, a very young age. And I think I just had too much energy. My mum was like, you need to do something. So she took me along to play football. <laughs> No, it's always good to find something you enjoy and then if you're playing for the team that you've supported all your life, it's even bigger bonus. But what would you say is your biggest achievement in football so far, Shane? Wait, like playing when I was younger or... For... And just in your career, like any time in your career, what would you say the biggest achievement, the thing you're most proud about? Probably playing against Slavia Prague in the Champions League away from home. That was massive. Playing in the Prague Stadium was like... It was really, really good. But also playing the home leg at Easter Road, like playing in front of fans was obviously good as well. But obviously going away and travelling, like playing within squads and stuff is really, really good. But seeing your family proud of you when you're playing in the Champions League, there is nothing, not a better feeling, especially playing for Hibs as well. Yeah, I can, I can imagine that would be such a proud moment playing in such a big competition like the Champions League. What would you say... Kind of put you on the spot here, but what would you say your ultimate five-a-side team would be with, you can be in it if you want, or you could be the coach, and with players that you've either played with or played against? Um, I'll probably say in goals, Jenna Fife. I've obviously played with Jenna, um, but playing fives with Jenna was so hard to score into her. 
Um, probably at the back, I would say Shiv. Shiv has she is a bit <laughs> scary, so actually wouldn't be scared to like put her body on the line. Um, probably Claire Emsley and Kirsty Smith. Both of them are obviously like very, very fast players, very technical players, very good on the ball. And then probably up front, Lizzie. Lizzie Arnott. Lizzie is a very good goal scorer and she also finds very good areas on the pitch. So, yeah, that would be my five-a-side team. Yeah, that's, that's a very strong team. Uh, I rate that. But now on to the other side of the city with Claire. So, Claire, where are you from originally? Uh, I'm from Stenhouse, so literally just a five-minute walk from Gorgie, so oh. quite helpful. Yeah, very handy for the Hearts connection. And what was it like growing up? My like youth was just always football. Like so, my school there was quite a divide with Hearts Hibs as well. Then like I'd go to football on a Saturday with my dad, watch the Hearts, then go play on a Sunday, and it's just always been about football, really. So it's just been busy. Uh, it's, it's it's in your blood, then Hearts Maroon. You you play you play for them now. That must be such a proud moment in your career to be playing for the team you support. Yeah, definitely. It's one of the ones where you like can sit back and at least say like that's something that you can say you're proud of. I was going to ask just uh, it's it's really for both of you, so feel free to chime in. But obviously, playing for the clubs you support is a slightly different pressure to say like no harm. But if you played for for a team you didn't support, how how do you kind of manage that, or how did you manage that in the first couple of times you played? Just in terms of like putting the strip on, going at the first couple of times, was there extra nerves or was it just, this is just, it's meant to be? Um, the first, like, I mean, still, like, when I play, I still get quite nervous, like, because obviously, as a defender, I don't want to concede either. So when we do concede a goal, like, it does hurt. And, like, I don't want to make a mistake, so I think I apply that wee bit of extra pressure to myself. But you do have to just use your experience to handle that. Like, as I've grown and played more games in first team, it definitely has like improved. Like I'm a lot less nervous, and I can now realise that that shouldn't affect my game, even though it can be a positive. It also can be a negative. And what about you, Shannon? I'd probably agree. Like it is obviously you don't want to concede as well. Obviously, being a fullback, like obviously playing for the team you love and the team you support, like you don't want to see like you go on social media after it and you've conceded goals and or you you get beat. You don't want to get beat, but I think. As well, what helps you in the situation is the players around you. Like, obviously, if you're all on the same page, you're all on the same, like, wanting to go at the same place. So, like, they kind of calm your nerves a little bit. But, yeah, it is special. I think every time I pull on a hip shirt, it does feel special every single time. And probably the same for Claire's side as well. Every time she pulls on a heart shirt, it's probably still a special moment for her, even though she's done it for years of her life. Yeah, you mentioned, Claire, about getting nervous and obviously not wanting to concede goals. How special last season when was losing games? How did you pick yourself up like confidence-wise when you're conceding a lot of goals as a defender? Um, so we were quite lucky last season. We obviously had Andy Kirk and Aaron Hughes in who were obviously massive for us. Like, And I think it's quite a testament to the team's character and like uni- unity because most teams would just fold after that. And it was, there came a period in the season where we did struggle and we were all down in that but we, we then went on to realising that focusing on one game at a time so I would focus a lot with 
like and if Aaron Hughes was to ever be asked with me he said uh, that he would just describe me as a head nipper because I would just ask him question after question after yeah. question just mainly because like he's the most capped British defender I wanted to improve like and I just we all just went and decided to work on each game and improve each game and I think if you look from the last seven eight fixtures of our season last season as a team growing we did grow a lot and it is just the results like we are just like it's kind of happening to say in this season like against Hamilton I think personally we were hard done by and I've, obviously that can be debated against Spartans we went one nil up and probably should have held on to it and against Rangers like you've got to accept sometimes that style of team are going to beat you but it is just focusing on your performance and wanting to take stuff from that and improve because you're if you're winning seven eight nil each week, it's great, but you're not always learning. So, like we've learned, I've learned a lot from the last season, but also now we need to take it in and make it wins as well. Yeah, and I think that's good you say that you were seeking advice from obviously someone that's had a lot of experience in the game, and that's as you say, it's only going to make you a better player in the long run. Even if you are losing goals, you obviously run Rangers close. But we'll get back to uh, the questions. Shannon talks about her mum taking her to football and then started playing training. How did you first come across playing football? Was your parents encouraging you from a young age to take you along to training or a girl's side or was a boy's side you joined? My mum and dad were never too like pushy with any sport or that. So I actually started off at ballet, but I hated it. <laughs> and then my sister played. And a few times like I would see her and then the boys in my year and the year below me, in prim- I was in primary two, were playing and I just wanted to join in one day. And I started off as a goalkeeper. So like my dad was a goalkeeper, so he, like he loved that. And then his friend said like that Spartans had a girl set up and it was just quite new at the time. So my dad took me along and then from about seven, eight years old to the age of 14, I was at Spartans and my mum and dad would take me every Monday, Wednesday take me to a game on a Sunday and my mum and dad would be up at like the crack at like seven o'clock taking me my mum would come straight from work to like take me to football and all that ever since I was about seven eight so that's really how it got in it was just kind of they were both just like it's your choice if you're enjoying it then continue doing it but they never ever were like you've got to do it yeah but that's what it's all about and you've also stuck with it since and it's great that your family were so supportive and I know Hearts won promotion in 2019 but what would you say your biggest achievement has been in your career so far, Claire? Um, that, I would say. I think as well, if you look back at the results that season, at Hamilton Aki's pushed us really close. Like, it ended up with a six-point gap, but it wasn't a six-point gap until the last two games of the season it worked out. It's because we had a game cancelled, so we played, like, the Sunday that was meant to be off, and then Hamilton got beat to Kelly that the day we won the league. So, I think... Being a fan and winning a league and the whole season, that was our focus. Like, no one shied away from that. We started our pre-season in November that year and we worked for the full 12 mums for it. And I think to have won the league at Tynecastle, like, it just is one of the things as a heart's fan you dream of. Yeah, yeah, it is the stuff of dreams, really. And I guess, did you feel a bit of... Pressure and nerves, you say six-point gap, but it wasn't really one when there's a team so close behind you the, the whole way. Is it kind of one of those that every week you're like, we cannot slip up? Yeah, so on the day we knew that as long as we didn't get beat, we would be fine. 
and then that season we had drawn against Park Thistle and won against them but if I talk about a game then I start to get nervous whereas if I just avoid it until like the day off it'll be totally fine so like everyone was speaking to me about it like the week before training and like when we were at training like our coach Andy Enwood at the time was just trying to get our minds off it because I think he thought the same so like my mum and dad were trying to speak to me about it and I was like yeah I know I know and they were like we're just trying to help and I was like but it's not like it's I just need that distraction from it. Uh, good thing we're recording this a few days before your next game then so oh, without, no. <laughs> without putting too much pressure on but we'll end the getting to know you questions. Shannon gave a very interesting five-a-side team what would you be yours Claire? Um, so mine's is a bit varied so I was going to go in goals Erfa Cummins. I used to play with Erfa at Spartans but when I played with Erfa she only played in goals for a year and then she was that good at our age group that she actually had to come out of goals and play centre mid. And uh, it's not even a lie. Like, if you were to ask Erfa, she played centre mid for my team at Spartans. <laughs> Just too good. No one could get the ball past her. Yeah, and we had the kind of up and coming. So my Spartans 13s team folded and we went up to 15s. So we were kind of like the young group. And we had a goalkeeper in my age group, Amelia, who was also really good. And it was a bit unfair she wasn't getting any game time because Erfa was that good. So then Erfa was at Algo Outfield and she's the most athletic person I know. So she was loving it. She didn't look out of place once. <laughs> and who else makes up the team? Uh, Centre half, I'm going to go Danny Pags. Kind of like Shannon, Danny's quite a scary person to be one-on-one with. So I think she'd be quite like pivotal there. Um, Centre mid, I'm going to go for... Someone I've played against, Lisa Robertson. So we played Celtic last season and it was 1-0 or something after half time, And Lisa came on and changed the game. And she does it so effortlessly. She just runs about the pitch and I'm thinking, hi, okay. <laughs> I'm also, alongside her, I'm going to go with Rachel Walkinshaw because Rachel's one of the best two-footed players that I've ever seen. Like left foot, right foot. And some of her finishes, especially if you watch her in the season that we won the league in 2019, some of the things that Rachel done assists and goals, like they were so underrated and I don't understand how they weren't shown more. And then up front, I'm going to go against someone that I actually just played against yesterday. And when the full-time whistle went, I was so glad because I had chased her for 90 minutes. And Lizzie Arnott, she is very, very good. Yeah, but both both picking Lizzie, I'm not surprised. And I agree with you there, Claire, as well, with Lisa Robertson. I, I remember watching that game and she really was a pivotal season for her last season and she inevitably got her first Scotland cap. So, yeah, we'll have to put the the Hearts, the Hibs, five-a-side teams um, together one time. But let's move on to the big game on Wednesday night. Hibs v Hearts, 6,000 tickets sold, Edinburgh Derby. At Easter Road, just how excited are you for the game, Shannon? Obviously, yeah, can't wait. Like, obviously, you don't want to be like too excited. You have to can contain it to a certain extent. Like, <laughs> it's a massive occasion. Like, the biggest, what is it? The biggest crowd that I think we've had at a game. Potentially, what? How? What? I don't know what Hearts have had at a game, but yeah. So it will be good, and it'll be good to show like people what women's football is all about and of course a derby under the lights always attracts a lot of people along so yeah very excited but just got to contain that as well. Are you the same Claire? How, how do you feel as I guess a visiting team going to Easter Road when it's got to be a lot of 
Hibs fans there packing out the stadium. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's exciting, like a derby. Anytime you have a derby, like Shannon will probably feel the same. Like you do get pre-derby nerves and they're just so much worse than any other nerves you can get in a game. But Hearts, like we've got a support as well. And I think whenever you play a team away from home, like that's the normal, like that's like saying like if it's in the men's game, there's always more Hibs fans at home than there is Hearts fans. So you've kind of got to, even if even if it is like for Shannon and Hibs, you've got to kind of block that out because you need to focus on your game. So it is exciting and it's obviously like a massive thing for women's football to have that many people coming along on a Wednesday night to Hearts, Hibs, Women's Edinburgh Derby. But once you're on the pitch, that's what the main focus is, is the 90 minutes ahead of you. And does that really show, I guess it shows the growth the women's game is making in Scotland? Because I think the previous record attendance was around 3,000 for the women's game, which I think was a, a cup final played at Tynecastle a couple of years ago. So this shows that there's an appetite, like Shannon, you'll know playing at Hibs, so really I've taken that women's side of things serious this season, are they? Yeah, I think the, the new owners are actually very involved. When we played Spartans, our first game of the season, actually Ron Gordon came along. And I think that's what actually maybe spurred them to have the derby at Easter Road. Or maybe it was pre-planned before then, but I think he was so like amazed by like the standard and he just thought, well, we'll have the game at Easter Road. Or he, he was the one that approached us to have the game. We didn't approach him to have the game at Easter Road. Obviously, the game got called off due to international, but he was the one that approached wanting the game at Easter Road. It wasn't like we went to him about it. So, yeah, it is good that they're involved. And I think the new guy, Ben, as well, I think he wants to come down and meet us all at training. But, yeah, it is good to have the backing of the club as well. And what was the initial reaction amongst the players? Was it something that you, being a hybrid, do you think it was something that was long overdue playing more games at Easter Road? Yeah, of course. You also see on social media and stuff that some fans are also always like, why aren't the women playing at Easter Road and things like that? But I think you have to take into consideration men's, the men's team play on Sundays as well. So you do need to remember these side of things. But yeah, of course, it is long overdue that we have a game back at Easter Road and um, what an occasion to have it being in Edinburgh Derby. So, yeah. I was going to say, Claire, obviously, like we spoke a lot about um, how big a game this you know is in terms of attendance and Hibs being able to get a lot of fans in, but obviously for yourselves, you know having a massive away support for a derby will be huge as well. Being able to get uh, kind of put the rallying cry out and say like, look, if Hibs are so keen on on getting so many tickets out, you know we we'd like the same and we'd like to have uh, a big group of you uh, coming and supporting us. Yeah, definitely. And I think like there's a lot of support already being shown to us. And I think as well with the tickets being free, it's a real encouragement because it's a Wednesday night. It might be quite hard to get people in if you're charging 10, 15 pounds a ticket. So that for it being free, it's hugely important that we can get as many Hearts fans there as well to spur us on as we can, because at the end of the day, it does make a difference, but it's just getting that support there. And it's been growing recently, which is a great thing to see. And Shannon, you speak about the men's team do play Easter Road sometimes on Sundays as well. You have been playing your home games at the Tony Macaroni Stadium in Livingston. When I spoke to your captain, Joelle, a few weeks ago, she said she wasn't too pleased about that and would rather Hibs having a home in the heart of Edinburgh. How are you finding playing at the Tony Macaroni? Um, 
I think we are lucky to actually play there in a sense it is a very good pitch and it's a very big pitch um, but of course back in what Joel says as well it would be great for us to have a home pitch in Edinburgh and I think um, that is something that we will probably look for in the future but at this moment in time like with what happened with Ainsley Park and stuff I think we had to think like the season was coming up we had to find somewhere very very fast but and we were lucky enough that Livingston actually offered us the pitch so we've got to be grateful in the sense that we actually have a place to play so yeah Tony Macaroni is a good it's a good facility and it's a good stadium and so yeah <laughs> just got to take it as it comes <laughs> yeah definitely it's still good to be playing at a Premier, Scottish Premiership stadium but Claire as a lifelong Hearts fan do you think Hearts should do something similar for the reverse fixture maybe have the game at Tyne Castle do you think it's something that's maybe spoke about? Um, yeah, it would be great. Obviously, like it's not hidden in any shape or form that Hearts are really involved in their women's team, and like we've had like, Joel Savage, who's the director of football, come along air training, and this season especially, like it's stepped up a whole lot. But we obviously play at the Orium, which is the Hearts training ground, and we get like quite a lot of players there as well. Like we've had Cami Devlin turn up to our games, and like ex-players we've had like Andy Webster and he's had like obviously his kids and that all along which is obviously great because it's shown that community feeling within hearts as well but yeah it would obviously be great to have it at Tyne Castle and maybe one day that'll happen but it's got to fix around the men's fixtures just like Shannon said like at the end of the day it is the men's ground as well and that is bringing in more revenue and that's probably what hearts will see it as but hopefully they can do that it would be great to do it. And be, be, being at playing and I'm assuming training at the Hearts training ground, do you feel more included like within the football club? Do you do things? Do you have much integration with the men's team, like out with them coming to watch games? Yeah, we actually do. So obviously we have like the same physios and we get like the sports scientists. And at the start of the season, we had the like first team sports scientists and fitness coaches and that come and do like our testing and then. Like the likes of like Jamie Walker, he'll always message on a Sunday and like ask how we got on. And whenever you see the boys, they'll stop and have a chat with you. And it is, it's starting to become really like quite close, close knit. And it's actually amazing because sometimes like I'll look at people like Craig Gordon was my first ever Hearts hero. And I seen him the other day in the hall and I just stood with my like jaw drop. And like last year, Andy Kirk managed to get me a like happy birthday message from him. And I was just, like, I couldn't believe it, but it's just one of the things that four or five years ago would never have happened. But now, because the club's moving in the right direction, it's becoming more possible. Yeah, you must get goosebumps when you're standing in amongst your idols, really, being a massive jambo. Yeah, definitely. It's one of the things that you can't take for granted. And, well, something I'm genuinely interested in, you've got Hearts and a hips player here, rivals, you've played against each other before... What are your memories of playing in Edinburgh Derbies and years gone by, Shannon? Um, they're always they're always different. Genuinely, there's never a derby that's the same. Like I couldn't say that. Oh yeah, Hibs have dominated derbies or Hearts have dominated der- derbies. Like on like you see it on the men's side, but generally every derby is different. And Claire will probably say the same. Like last season, you could not predict a score the score in a derby. For example, when we played at um, Orium, as Claire says, that's their home pitch, They when they beat us 1-0. And then when we played them in the next run of fixtures, I think it was, was it six or seven? So 
genuinely you cannot predict a derby. Like I think it all just depends on us controlling nerves within the game and who settles first and who puts the first tackle in, which sets the tone. But yeah, derby's always like they're great to play in. But yeah, of course they are. It's whoever channels your, their nerves better than the other team, I think. <laughs> and, and do you like to get an early challenge in then, Sharon? Um, I'm actually not one for like being dirty or that on the pitch, but I will put a, ch- a challenge in, yes, of course. But um, nah, I'm not one to like go flying into tackles or stuff. <laughs> uh, what about you, Claire? What's your memories of playing in these derbies? Um, yeah, kind of like Shannon, obviously. Last season, we managed to get the 1-0 victory the first game, and I think no one kind of expected that. Whereas, like, the other two obviously were a bit disappointing for me, like, and especially the second one, that hurt quite a lot. But derbies are, like, arguably the best game of the season and the worst game of the season because they're, they're so up in the air. Form goes out the window, and it's all about who can manage to put their foot in the ball and score that goal. Like, you've seen it over years with men's game you've seen it with Celtic Rangers the many times where you think one team's going to win it another team just shows up like you've seen Hearts when they're meant to get relegated and Gary Locke wins 2-0 at Tynecastle. it's just a game where who can handle their emotion wins and obviously in the women's game I think it's quite the same and Shannon will probably have the same strong feelings like she'll want Hibs to win and like it's no hidden fact that I don't like Hibs so when I go out and play it's not that I don't like the players, but I want to win. Like, I would never go out to deliberately hurt someone, like how Shannon said. Like, she's, I'm not one to go out and be tough, but I want to win on the pitch on that day. And Shannon will probably feel the exact same. I was going to say that. Would you, not like you're not going to get 110% every game, but is it that little more, little bit of edge because it's a derby and it's against a team, as you say, Clay, don't particularly like? Um, yeah, I think so. And Obviously, there's quite a few like players in the Hibs team, like Emily Much, who's my best friend. Like, there's that also that competitive edge. So there is a lot that rides on a derby, like the bragging rights of the city, as everyone states. And I think Hearts, Hibs, in the women's game, it's good to get an Edinburgh derby in the top flight. And just to, I, I totally agree as well. Great to have an Edinburgh derby back in the top flight. But just to have a wee look at the start of the season, Shannon. You've been a strong start this season for Hibs in the Cup, SWPL Cup, and then you won your first two games this season, scoring seven goals with zero conceded, before narrowly losing to Fan Alonso Celtic at the weekend. How, how have you been finding it so far? Um, yeah, we had a really good pre-season, um, which obviously led into the, the good cup run where we scored a fair few goals. I think it was like 24 goals or something in three games. Um and I think obviously the league run we started with Spartans, which I think everyone knows. I have Spartans is it's so tight, like it's always so tight. But to come out comfortable, you know, winners was was very good. Like I think we played, we actually won the battle that game. And I think a lot of teams see us as a football inside, but I think Spartans bring a battle to us, and they see us as a derby, which obviously Edinburgh, but they also see Hearts as a derby. They have plenty of Derby Spartans, to be honest. But, yeah, of course, coming out to, you know, winners against Spartans was great. And then to go into Motherwell to score another four goals in a performance where we probably didn't play our best, but still to come away with four goals was was good. And to not concede is obviously really good. But obviously yesterday was obviously it's hard to take. It actually hurt quite a lot, especially being a 90-second minute. Like, gen- generally the last kick of the ball. 
I felt like as a squad we defended very very well from the front and at the back like it was just it was so hard to take but of course we have to pick ourselves up we've got a game on Wednesday night and we also have a game on Sunday so there'll be a lot of preparation for Wednesday and a lot of preparation for Sunday coming up we also have Rangers on Sunday so that'll be um, another very interesting game <laughs> No but does that just really show that you can compete with last season's top three like I think it was 19 points it was 19 points off the top three in the last season do you really feel it's a case of closing the gap on the top three or do you really think Hibs can challenge for the title as long as possible yeah I think we can give the top three a run for their money to be honest um, as you've seen last season um, when we played Celtic first game of the season we unfortunately got beat 6-2 and if you look how much we've turned that around not even this season from when we got beat 6-2 the games against Celtic were the 1-0 game the 3-1 game it wasn't like it was far away especially with Rangers Rangers didn't run away massive and City we managed to get a draw with so I think if we keep picking up points in the games where we maybe drew as I said when we draw, drew with Spartans and we also lost to Spartans I think if we keep picking up points in games like that other teams will drop points um, it's hard to go a season without obviously dropping points but yeah of course I think we can give them a run in and I think obviously the girls are and um, we all, all want to be in the top three we, we want to we want to challenge for the title I think every team like ambition should be to challenge for the title like um, but of course I think 19 points off um, the top three last season was just not great for us and personally like being at Hibs for a very long time it was something that probably a lot of the group hadn't had before because we were always within top two and it was always Hibs and City but it felt like nobody spoke about Hibs last season so hopefully by the result yesterday although it was a defeat it was a massive turnaround from the 6-2 game when we first played Celtic last season so yeah of course I think we can give the top three as from last season a run for their money. Yeah for sure and I personally think with Hibs this season Strength, strengthened well in the tran- I call it transfer window, but in the close season, two players in particular that's impressed me so far: Alexa Coyle and Michaela Macaloni. I think they've been cracking signings. Does that just show that it's great to have good squad depth this season as well? Yeah, of course. Um, I think we lacked that last season, having versatility. Um, but Alexa, coming obviously from America, like you know what the Americans are like. Americans are willing runners. And Alexa will run, and I mean run all day. Like that, seeing training, like that girl is non-stop. She's like a a wee bee. She just buzzes about. Like genuinely, she will not stop. But Michaela, unfortunately, she's picked up a little injury. Obviously, people will have noticed she's not been in the squad the last few weeks. But Michaela is one of the players that she will give you one hundred and ten percent, even in training. Like she is rock solid she'll go she's one of the ones that'll go in for the 50-50s and she will go in for tackles although she's small but yeah unfortunately she's picked up a little injury so she will hopefully be back in training this week or next week yeah a goal against the former club in the first game of the season too it looked like she really enjoyed that one yeah she actually ran and 
jumped on me. I didn't expect it, to be honest. Luckily that I caught her. <laughs> I thought if I miss her here, she's going to go flat on her face. And obviously didn't want that, especially against her old club. So yeah, I managed to catch her. But I mean, it, Michaela, she she deserved that goal more than anything. Like she has been working so hard in pre-season to be as fit as she can be. Unfortunately, she did. She has picked up an injury, but it was brilliant to see her score. And although it was against her old club, I think she just deserved that first league goal for us because she has put a lot of work in. So yeah, of course. I guess in that sort of game's emotions are running high, but Claire, onto you, Claire. How much have you been enjoying life under your new head coach, Eva Ollard? Obviously, she's got experience coaching in Spain and USA before she's came to Edinburgh. Yeah, Eva's really good. Obviously, we've got a really young team still. I think that Eva's also documented that, and we've just actually made a sign in Nadia Hanley from Hibs. Another young one that's joined. She's only 17, so our team's age is probably actually just went down in average but um Eva's really good like the football that she wants us to play is a good attacking sense and I think the first two games against Hamilton and Spartans especially Hamilton and Spartans in the first half we showed what we wanted to do we showed what Eva wants us to do and it's all just about taking that and moving forward again we didn't get Eva until after the first League Cup game so it has kind of been a bit of catch-up from our butt as a squad we're taking that and using it and improving every week and as I said a young squad we can only improve. Eva Allard has mentioned that football has changed in the last 20 years. It's not so much run, run, run. It's more about possession, football and being more technical. And she wants to blend the coaching style with a young Hutch squad to compete every week and finish as high up the league as possible. Are you noticing a big difference in the training standards compared to under the previous manager, Andy Cook? I wouldn't say that because I think both Andy Kirk and Eva have similar actual ways of playing and as much as Eva's saying there isn't a lot of running, there is obviously still and she's in great integrating that into our game. But yeah, definitely Eva's working a lot on her technical sides and it's good because she's got like play- coaches in with us supporting it. Obviously we've just lost Paul Gregg as well, which is a big loss, but we've had like John McLaughlin who used to coach at Celtic in and I've been quite lucky because he like coached Kevin Tierney and that, so I've been picking his brains as well. But yeah, definitely, like she's focusing a lot on the technical side, and as a team, like we can see the standard in training is improving, and it's even just little things like we are working a lot more technically on our games, which will end up helping us. But as well, it is similar in ways of what coaches we've had before, like the way she wants to play is on the ground and that's how Kirky wanted to play and I think that's a massive way to play football like you want to be able to pass the ball about you don't want to just be hoofing it up and hitting a striker we've not got that in our team either do enough of that on a Saturday do we no I actually don't <laughs> at the moment Hearts have been really good but like I was saying like we've got a 17 year old striker in Amelie Burst and but it's not Amelie it's Tegan uh, Tegan Tyler who's 16 like we've not got that physical attribute of just having that striker so like Eva says it's a young team you've got to play football for a young team and we've got a lot of skillful players in our team as well Shannon just on uh, a quick look at your Twitter before we, we jumped on the call your pinned tweets about um, kind of issues with people speaking to you about your size just got me thinking about especially with what Claire was saying just then uh, was that something you kind of had uh, issue with in, in the footballing world as well as just your personal world that people were telling you like you're too small all that and this, um, this kind of thing with Scottish football that they're kind of there's an obsession with size in terms of you've got to be big <laughs> enough and put yourself about did you, did you encounter any of that actually I did when I was I think was it 15s um, when I went in for Scotland, the Scotland squad, 
they actually they called me and they, like I was quite small like height wise when I was younger I actually only took a stretch like later on and so I eventually hit five six but yeah when I got the call like gen- generally to give me f- feedback because I was playing defence they said that I wasn't tall enough to play and I was like they said like technical wise completely fine nothing to say except I was too small <laughs> um, but of course like build wise it doesn't really affect me on the pitch and nobody's ever ever said anything to me on the pitch which is great but yeah of course in the world like you experience things like that and I mean it was great to come out the other side so yeah of course <laughs> just one extra thing then for both of you too you're both you know big staunch supporters of your of your own club and there's a little bit of you know having to represent that in the squad as well like how much pressure do you feel for those that don't know obviously outside of football as well you know to, to friends and, and family and all that like trying to persuade them that look no you know this is really important whatever you think your rivalry is is it, it, it's the same level it's perhaps slightly more so as well like, how do you feel like having to be the kind of flag bearers for the derby so I've got quite a few like jambos within my squad. Obviously, like Ailey Beggs, a well-known jambo, like Leah Tweedy's a jambo who's played with Hibs. Um, and like we're quite like Maz, Marielle, Kearney are captains. Obviously, been at Hearts for so long, and I think we're all quite like big on it. Like Georgia Hunter's been at Hearts since before I can even remember. Like, and we're all quite big on setting a standard, and we know that. Through a derby like last season, Andy Kirk made it aware, Evan Hughes made it aware, especially after the derby that we actually got beat about four, five, six nil in. We kind of set as a team like that is unacceptable in any game, but especially in a derby. And I think because the squad's been together for about a year now, there is that they understand to an extent like obviously there are some times where me and Ailey Beg will talk about a game or something and the girls in the team who don't support hearts will be like, what? But it is that it just means more and it's getting that across and luckily we've got quite a few girls in the team who do get it which is really good because it helps to spread that across the team. When we had Nicola Dockerty from Rangers on the podcast previously she mentioned that the close-knit group at Rangers and there's a lot of Rangers fans and they often play the Rangers songs in the dressing room to get them going before a game. Is a group of you Hearts supporters in the Hearts team like that before a game? Would we be like that on Wednesday night before the derby? Yeah, so somehow Leah Tweedy's ended up being the musician, like music player in his squad. And sometimes hearts can be a bit controversial, some of the songs that you listen to. But yeah, like we have the heart song on in that. And I think it's a good song, like the hearts like song gets you pumped up for it anyway, because of beating it, which important but yeah definitely on Wednesday like obviously we'll probably walk out to a Hibs song playing like it, it is one of the things that just before a game I always like to like listen to songs that that just to get you pumped up for it even if it's just like something like Avicii levels like because that's got a heart's connection for a big game it does sometimes help yeah yeah for sure and it, is it the claimers on the jukebox for you Shannon at Hibs <laughs> um it's actually not no <laughs> um Shiv is actually on music Obviously, another massive Hibs fan, but definitely not Proclaimers, no. Maybe, as what Claire's saying with levels, maybe the same for Heroes for Hibs. But yeah, I wouldn't really say that. Maybe because we have, obviously, a few Hibs fans in the team, but yeah, Proclaimers obviously gets played as we warm up. That's probably better than, obviously, being in the changing room. Of course, you like want to get like concentrating and stuff. And sometimes being in the changing room, it, it does bring that vibe to it, but sometimes you want it to be a more chilled environment. I think if you play the likes of the Proclaimers, that maybe get people more nervous. So as we warm up, then I think that's when they start playing the Proclaimers and things like that, which makes more sense. Yeah, definitely. And really ask you, Shan, about your ambitions and what you think you can do this season. Touch on this briefly. Were you clear 
is it a case of just writing off last season and starting again for the spot in last season? There was no relegation. Not had a win yet this season, but still early days in the season. Not pressing the panic button just yet. Last season, again, a big learning curve. And we've brought in a new manager and things have changed against, as I've said, against Hamilton Ackage, you see the three penalties. Like, it's one of the things that happens that would nine times out of ten never happens. So it's one of the ones that was a proper gut-wrenching because we went from dominating the game, being well nil up to then accepting just a point, to then having that in the last minute. It was obviously devastating. And again, we go 1-0 up against Spartans and they come back. It is just that we need to get the first one under the belt. Obviously, the lead's being extended as well, so it does give you different opposition to play. And it is hard, like, the funding at Hearts, obviously not all of us are semi-professional. Like, I don't think anyone at the moment in our team is. And you're playing against players like, obviously, Hibs are lucky enough to have some semi-professional players in their team. And, like, Celtic Rangers, Glasgow City, who can afford to pay people full-time. Like, obviously, it's always tough, and that's what I think... Every game we go into, obviously, we know, like, against Celtic Rangers City, you are underdogs. And people will probably write us off on Wednesday night. But as I said, like, you can't take form into a derby because it goes out the window. There's so many times where Shannon's probably seen it as well. Like, I've seen Hibs being, like, favourites when Hearts have been in a relegation rut and Hearts have came out and won. Like, there's probably been times where Hearts have been favourites and Hibs have came out with a win. Like, derbies don't have form like it just completely changes because the game is such a challenging and emotionally challenging game yeah yeah for sure and you touched on that clear about there being three new teams in the SOPL one this season Shannon are you excited that there's expanded top flight this season more teams to play against it felt last season even though it was a stop start season it felt like playing on the same teams very frequently especially because the season was crammed into such a short period of time in the end um, yeah, of course it is good to have a bigger league because you, we literally played Rangers and I'm not joking, it felt like two weeks later we were playing Rangers again. So it was like, because it was crammed in like Wednesday, Sundays, Wednesday, Sundays, you weren't really getting like to analyse a different team. It was like, oh, we're playing Rangers again, oh, we're playing Celtic again. Like we've just played them. It should be fresh in your mind. But we've not came up against like Partick Thistle. Obviously we played Hamilton pre-season last year. Um, we also played Aberdeen, so we've also we've had a little like feel of playing against these teams. But part of this, so we probably won't know very much about, except obviously playing in um, the division below and with playing against teams within our league. But yeah, it's good to have some fresh teams in the league and to make it bigger as well. It makes it more competitive. So yeah, of course. Yeah, and Aberdeen, especially, they've mentioned that they're not here just to make up the numbers, and they've. Made a very good start. They're your opponents in the quarterfinals of the SWPL Cup, which is just next month, I think. Do you think that's going to be a pretty tough tie away to Aberdeen? Yeah, Aberdeen away is always tough. I think um, you need to take into consideration the travel. Um, we're not exactly like the men's game where we can go up and stay in hotels the night before. We actually travel up on the day, depending on what time the kickoff time as well. If it's um, a 12 o'clock kickoff, that is a very early start. and we all obviously I'm unsure how we will travel up if it'll be a bus or if it will be cars and if you think about it a team of fielding 18 players and cars full then yeah it's going to be like a crammed car getting up there and in the time so 
Yeah, I think obviously we've got to be positive going into that game and you've got to take travel out the window and you've just got to analyse your opponents. But yeah, of course, as as you said, Aberdeen definitely aren't here just to make up the numbers. Um, they've proven that already with playing against Celtic. They scored two goals. Uh, obviously, they conceded four, but they were still an attacking side. They didn't sit back. Um, also, as Claire's saying, with Hearts being young, Aberdeen are a very young side as well. Um, and obviously, when you've got a younger side, you can see that these younger players, are they can be more hungry and they can be more. They want to make a mark and they want to show you that what they are and what they're about and how they're going to go about the league. So, yeah, it will be an interesting tie. Um, just got to keep seeing how their results go and leading up to the quarterfinal. Yeah, definitely. So best of luck with that game. And just to kind of conclude for me, just back on to the expanded league, what's your point of view on it, Claire? Are you, is it a welcomed addition having more teams in the league? Yeah, definitely. Like how Shannon said, it got to a point last season where you were playing like the same teams so quickly that it was just kind of like when you join, you're at like under 13s level and it's like four teams in a league. That's how it felt because you were cramming games in. So I think a league, like expanding a league in any any game, men's or women's, is a good thing because it creates a different competition. Like obviously Shannon said, like Park Thistle Aberdeen, like I've never I've not played Aberdeen in about three years. So it'll also be exciting. And there's a lot of young Aberdeen players that are good up and coming, like Ailey Shore, Bailey Collins, Hannah Nisir, all very good players that will bring talent to this league. So it's also exciting in a game with Park Thistle and Hamilton. As I said, like we've kind of got like had Hamilton as a like title challenger so it's obviously good that they've finally managed to come up like they've had quite a few seasons where they've been there and thereabouts and finally they've like came up and they'll obviously be here to prove a point as well they're not just going to come and just be happy to be in a league they're going to want to win and come and win yeah absolutely is it a case for hearts to just avoid relegation or do you want to make your mark maybe mid-table finish or something this season has there been expectations set by Eva? Um, yeah, obviously, like Eva said, she wants to win us games. Like No one wants to be relegated. And I think as soon as we pick up our first three points, that'll be massive for us because that's the start of when you can kickstart your season. Obviously, Wednesday night would obviously be a great night to start that. But we've also got Aberdeen on Sunday as well. So we're looking like we're positive. The girls in the camp, all the moods are positive because we're seeing that we're going in the right direction. And obviously, we want to compete and that's the league we want to be in. To be the best, you've got to compete with the best. So Yeah, very true. Yeah, so I'd like to say a massive thank you to Claire and Shannon for joining me and, of course, Gordon on this Anyone's Game podcast. It's been a pleasure. And remember, get along to Easter Road on Wednesday for the big game. I'm sure you won't be disappointed. And best of luck to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. So listeners, I hope you really enjoyed getting that Hibs and Hearts perspective from Shannon and Claire and thanks for Gordon for chipping in too to help me. Also this midweek, let's not forget there's some massive ties in SWPL1 with Motherwell hosting Celtic, Rangers are facing Spartans and there's a Glasgow derby on Thursday between Glasgow City and Partick Thistle. So remember to stay tuned to the Anyone's Game podcast you can check out our website our facebook instagram and twitter make sure you subscribe it's free this season and i'm sure we'll be back with more podcasts articles and features very shortly so bye for now